Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. It's your boy, Chadley. And today, we are here. We've had a couple mistakes, Chad, but this time I'm absolutely sure this is episode 18, alright? Yep. Season 1, Forest of Giant Trees, the 57th Exterior Scouting Mission, Part 2. Yes, we've got a good one here today. We're professionals, so let's not even touch on the fact that it's taken us this long to get going. Right. But in our defense, we should say we're recording in a different spot for the first time since the birth of the podcast. We are. We're approximately 15 miles away from original location. This penthouse you have is incredible. I appreciate it, man. I mean, it costs a pretty penny, but with all the money we're getting from this podcast, it doesn't make a dent. The Patreon income that we have, considering we don't have a Patreon, is really unbelievable. It is, and uh, we're actually on the roof right now, so if you happen to hear a plane or a private jet fly by, just know that... Yeah, there's a couple flying below us right now. That's how high we are. Yeah. Anyway, let's get right into this episode. You know, we left off last time. The female Titan turned, and Armin figured out it was heading right towards Eren. Reiner asked Armin about his omnidirectional mobility gear, ODM. <laughs> Armin says that it seems to be working properly, but they only have one horse because John is attempting to call his own. Yeah, John's just ran off and left him, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, obviously that happened last episode when we tried to fight the female Titan. We remember how well that went, and I guess horses kind of got lost in the shuffle. He's doing a very impressive pinky whistle. He is. I've. Can you do that? No, I can't even come close. That's why I was about to ask, do you think that's a requirement to be in the survey corps? I don't know. If it is, I couldn't do it. I can't even whistle to begin with, much less um, do the pinky Yeah, that's whistle. the type of whistle you hear from like your great-grandpa oh, that learned it 40 grandpas years Grandpas are so good yes. at whistling. I'm more of a snapper. Same. Just to let the people know. It, uh... That was a terrible snap. <laughs> All right, that was me snapping, Chadley. Snapping. No, that was me. Uh, great podcasting. It must require a lot of dampness when you do that because he pulls his fingers out and drool just falls everywhere. Yeah, did you catch that? Well, I didn't catch the drool, no, but I did see that on the screen. I don't know how you... Oh, well, yeah, you didn't catch the drool. It was disgusting. <laughs> Um, he's thinking to himself about what they're going to do, knowing that someone is going to have to be left behind because they only have the one horse. And he can't believe that after everything they've been through, that this is how they might die. That's his mindset right now, which isn't wrong, considering he knows about the female Titan. And I guess they don't. Do they know at this point? They don't really know about all the other ones running around, right? Not really. I mean, well, actually, yeah, they knew that. Uh... A female titan brought a horde of titans to the right flank, but they think those titans are still just eating the right flank peoples. And how did they come? Because I remember we just had the the guy who said that when he was dying and bleeding from the eyes, but no one was there to hear him say that. Yeah, I think the smoke signals that they shot off notified close closer by groups, and they just kept going all the way to the center, notified okay. that the right flank was out. Well, meanwhile, Armin is flashing back, remembering his run-in with the female titan, when he snaps back into reality uh, because Reiner is saying that they have to decide who's going to stay behind. Uh, around this time, Jean fires an emergency signal, which is purple, by the way, okay. as kind of a last-ditch effort to get someone to help him. Um, 
Reiner says they're going to have to decide in three minutes, which in anime time we all know is approximately... 75 episodes. <laughs> 75 episodes. So they're not in immediate danger, but they are in immediate danger. Armin proposes himself because this is the kind of guy Armin's turning into. He's just, he realizes that, you know, while he's, he's figuring one. everything out, if they run into a Titan, he's not going to be as much help as Reiner and John are. And he doesn't want to slow anyone down. But he asked Reiner to deliver a message to Erwin. But right then is when John notices someone approaching, and she's beautiful. <laughs> she is. We got a girl, Krista. Krista's uh, got her horse, and she's running to him with two horses, nonetheless. One of them being John's. I mean, do you want to have a second talk about Krista here? Yeah, I've, I mean, I'm just on train with Armin, John, and Reiner at this point. Actually, I'm, I'm closer to Reiner from what he says. Right, um, which is... I would love to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, we this is kind of her first big moment cuz she's always kind of been in the background but not a whole lot of character stuff yeah. going on with her. Um but she rides up, says she's so glad to see everyone is okay. And as she says that, and she this is hilarious, the sun literally starts to shine brighter on her while Reiner, like you said, says he wants to marry her. We all do. And what's awesome too is that she has Two horses, like you said, but one of them is Jean's horse. Yeah. Jean's horse left for her, which I do not blame the horse <laughs> at all. Probably not the first time something's left to go be with Krista. <laughs> so they uh, get back on the horses and they head back to the formation thinking that a retreat signal should be given soon. They head back to the formation thinking a retreat signal should be given soon, but completely opposite from what they think. Green flares start launching around them, and the mission continues with different course. John doesn't seem too happy about this, because remember, he's nothing like Aaron, and he just thinks this is a suicide mission at this point. But, um, and apparently, they say something about it's the soldiers that decide when it's time to retreat, which, in hindsight, I guess that makes sense, because even if Erwin keeps yeah. launching green flares, if the soldiers start If they just want to go, they can. You know, power in numbers. But uh, everyone seems to follow... Commander Irwin, no matter what. Right. I mean, me and you would. I would oh, follow. Yeah. He could be jumping into... Well, actually, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. If Irwin told me to jump off a bridge, I'd do it. You know what I would do? What? Shinzo Sasegeo! Yeah, you would. Yeah. So your third grade teacher tried to ask me if I would jump off a bridge just because someone told me to? I would say, yeah. Yeah. If Irwin did. And she would probably jump right with you. <laughs> we hop over to Levi and the rest of his squad, who he all, they also see the green flares. And keep in mind, Aaron's with him, and he's thinking to himself that the mission seems to be going well. If only he knew. <laughs> Just around that time, a soldier approaches them with a verbal message that the right side of the formation has been destroyed. So this is that AOT timing we all love so much. And this is when Aaron realizes his boy Armin was in that close to that right yeah. section. Yeah, he thinks about you know he's taking account to where all his friends are, because I guess for some reason none of them knew where none of them got the exact location he was, but they he knows where all of them are. Mm -hmm. So Levi orders Petra to del deliver this message to the left flank of the formation, and um, at that moment a black flare appears. We jump over to where four soldiers have to engage in combat with the female Titan. This whole scene right here is brutal. 
This is, I'll have to say this, this might be my favorite, oh one my of my God. favorite deaths in any show I've ever watched, one of these deaths. Let's get, let's get into it. So one guy, you know, he just takes a flare and shoots it towards it, which, not exactly sure what he's hoping to achieve with that method, but I, I appreciate it. Um, I'm picking up on a vibe that that guy, he's probably a fan of the cannons. He is. Well, he's a fan of the fixed cannons, so it makes sense why he would be, because they're fixed. Yeah, this flare is going to do just about as much as cannons are going to do, which is to say nothing. They're going to do nothing. He then orders the rest of the soldiers to attack, because no way she can stop three attacks at once. Absolutely no way. (laughs) That is until she does a 47 vertical jump into the air while stomping one on the ground and karate kicking the other one into a building. But, you think that's bad? Still, not even what you were talking about. Because, let me just say, I was so horrified at the prospect of being twirled to death like this third guy. Dude, that that is by far the most brutal slash awesome death I've ever seen. It's one that you just like... You start thinking about because it, on the surface, you know, she just starts spinning around. You're like, oh, that's kind of uncomfortable. And it's just one of those things that time plays a lot into it because the longer she does it, the longer she does it, you start thinking about it. And then blood just starts flying from all directions. I would assume he's dead within like five to seven swirls yeah i mean it would not take long for her to yeah. snap the spine or something like that yeah and i'm sure his spine or his neck just oh just you just brutal. feel like at the end he's just like folded over on himself doing oh my god and then she just lets go and, and he just goes flying it, oh. she broke a shot put record no doubt with just swirling <laughs> <laughs> the um the other guy, he tries to escape in order to warn everyone else, but she catches up and proceeds to attempt the world's longest field goal. I mean, just boots him. It's crazy to me how she could have literally just went, picked him up, threw him down or something, or stomped on him, but she, she decides to go with a 75-yard field goal attempt. Yeah, football awesome. season came early because we're kicking off. <laughs> We join back in with different parts of the formation where everyone is kind of getting word of what is going on. They all know they aren't even on track for the original goal and don't understand why they aren't turning around. That's how far off course they are at this point. They eventually reach the Forest of Giant Trees. Great name. Awesome. You know exactly what you're getting with that name. You can't be misled whatsoever. No one says, hey, let's go to the forest of giant trees, and someone says, what's going to be there? They're going to be pleasantly surprised when they get there, and it's just a forest of giant trees. And these trees are like the California trees that you see where it makes people look like they're not even real. Yeah, as they're riding up to it, you don't get a real feel yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, until they, they get in Once it. they ride into that forest, it's crazy. Um So the forest gives us our calling card, and it tells us the trees grow naturally in spots beyond a certain district, and like you were saying, they can grow over to 80 meter in height, and I know you're really good at the metric system, so we all know that is... 2,075 feet or something? 262 feet. Okay. You just overshot it. Um, Prior to Wall Mario falling, the forest was a tourist spot, because big trees. Yeah, people just want to go look at big trees. Uh, Erwin goes into the forest. He orders that only the center of the formation should enter it. 
Sasha doesn't talk about food for just a moment and brings up a great point. She says it looks like they're going into the forest, and if we continue, we will be going into the forest. Potato girl with the hot takes. That is an extremely hot take. Extremely alert, Sasha is. I might have paraphrased a little bit, but she literally says something like that. I guess her squad leader thought that was a great point because they end up, he goes, you know what? That's, thanks for bringing that to my attention. We're going around. (laughs) John is pissed off that they're here. He does not like Taurus and wants no part of whatever kind of welcoming party Erwin is throwing for these rookies. It's amazing how much better Armin's hair is when he has a, a nice bandage working as like a headband around it. Did you notice that? No, he looks less like a girl. For it's sure. a better look. Yeah, a bloody headband too. Their leader then orders them to enter interception mode and stop any titans that attempt to enter the forest. Just so, so many football references this this uh, episode. Yeah, and it's. I mean, besides what they actually do to stop the Titans, do you really think that they would be able to stop all those Titans just by well, flinging around? You, what you're not understanding is before they were in riding mode, but he tells them to enter interception mode. So now we're prepared to pick okay. off these Titans. Before, no. But now that we've entered, in, entered interception okay. mode, things are going to start changing for the better. Elsewhere, Connie also asks about what happened to the formation, and Mikasa replies that it's broken because they're so split up they won't be able to see Titans coming or flares. Because that's what happens when you're around trees like this. They tend to block vision. But, yeah, riding, yeah. But how are they going to fight any of these if they actually caught up to them out in the open? Right, because it kind of goes back to like last episode where the ODMs aren't nearly as useful um, when you don't have giant trees to snatch onto or buildings. And you know, John, and there's a whole forest of them. There are a whole forest of trees. John, okay, he was the you know MVP last episode. He's but he's questioning our boy Irwin tonight. Well. What do you think about that? I mean, he's just not happy being a damn tourist, is what he says. And he's going on about how it's not uncommon for soldiers to kill squad leaders when they deem them unable to lead. He's gotten a little too cocky. He knew we were coming around to him. We thought, oh, wow, he's really sharpening up. And then he pulls a little stunt like this, is what I think happened. He just went 0 to 100 real quick. I guess he just expected everything to go as planned in, yeah. in the uh, the scouts. Armin asked him a great question, which is basically, Hey man, what the fuck is your deal? <laughs> and in kind of a creepy murder way, John says, Ah, don't worry Armin, I'm just going to follow orders. Yeah, didn't he kind of insinuate that he was going to sneak up behind their squad leader and yeah, kill him? Yeah. I mean, he basically said, you know, it's not uncommon for squad leaders to find themselves dead when soldiers start to turn on them. And Armin's like, where is John? <laughs> Just then they see a five-meter Titan approaching. And armor, armor. Armin wonders to himself about Erwin's motive. So now he's even questioning it. But you know Armin, and he's figuring this thing out in no time and realizes that surely Erwin is trying to protect Aaron. Because aren't we all? Yeah, Armin, we all just... Armin realizes how smart Erwin is, too, that he's not going to just make some terrible mistake or 
have plans go this out yeah. of line without something. Which is what John is totally lacking right now. You gotta have, which to be fair, this is their first mission. They probably don't know Erwin like we've kind of come to know him because we see a little bit more of him than they do. But you gotta trust the guy. Inside the forest, Aaron asked Levi why they would enter the forest alone and lose their ability to protect themselves. Levi replies that if he does not want to die, he should use his mediocre brain for a second. Aaron. Good old Aaron, dude. Levi is not a tree hugger because he tells them to look at these useless trees. Weird take from Levi. (laughs) They're giant, bro. I mean... In what way does he mean useless? I don't know. I think he's just so mad that he's just willing to call anything useless at this point besides himself. I mean, if you really think about it, and everything in our world, especially in our world, if how we choose to get around is through ODM gear, there's not a whole lot more things more useful than a tree. Yeah, especially (laughs) a forest of giant trees. But, you know... Levi says that they're useless, so. Uh, But then he goes on to say that this is the perfect place to use their ODMs. Weird move, Levi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, usually I'm right with Levi, but it just doesn't feel like you can call these trees useless, but then say, hey, this is the perfect place to use these ODMs. Aaron figures out that, oh, this is just a training exercise. I'm a rookie, so he wants me to figure out this for myself. And around that time, he looks to see that every other person is sweating absolute bullets because they have no clue what is going on. And I think that's why Levi is contradicting himself is because he doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. So he's frustrated, too. It's like Aaron, is at, he's reached that point where he's so scared that you just start feeling like it's a joke. You know, if someone's yeah. ever run around your house at night and knocked on it, and you're like, Initially, you're scared, but then eventually you realize, oh, it's my jerk of a sister and a brother running around horrifying mm-hmm. me. That happened to me, if you can't tell. Except this isn't a joke, so it's a little different. I know. that It's a three-step plan. First step, you're scared. Second step, you think it's a joke. And then, unfortunately, in this third step, you realize it's not a joke. Armin decides that Erwin intends to deal with the female titan inside the forest when he snaps out of his brain for a second and realizes that one of these five-meter titans has turned to approximately 30 titans and is staring at them from the bottom of the trees. Armin's mind, man, he is the closest to Erwin's character-slash-mind that we get out of any other character. So much almost to a fault at that point because it's like he literally snapped out of it and when he came back to, there were just 30 titans staring (laughs) up at him. Yeah. We get another one of those black smoke signals, and it's shot right behind Aaron's group inside this forest. Levi orders everyone to draw their blades just as they watch a soldier appear. He's zipping behind them, and right behind him is the female titan who... She doesn't, you know, juke around these trees. She just bursts through them. Dude, the entrance and the music was just spot on. Yeah. And she swats this soldier behind them. She's just coming up with creative ways to kill now. She doesn't care about just grabbing, throwing them. She's just going to swat, kick, jump, she's trying, do whatever. She's clearly trying to unlock all the achievements, that's for <laughs> sure. 
She's uh she she uh she, she pulled a pro gamer move. She, she went into you. the settings. She took a look at the move list, and she's doing up, down, right, X, X, circle, and is just trying all these moves out. Um, Petra asks for permission to use ODM, but Levi doesn't have time to give orders. He he just keeps ignoring her and keeps going. I love it. A few, I also love that she is asking for permission, because that's what you gotta do when you're, when you're, uh, Captain yeah, is yeah, Levi. Let me, let me ask you, obviously it's Captain Levi, but say it was a different captain that you had. You're in a different squad. How willing, how loyal would you be to if Levi was doing this to you, but say it was someone else? Mm-hmm. And would you be loyal enough to not just zip off if that yeah. thing was behind you? Well, it just depends because really the only squad leaders we know of are Hanji and Levi. I mean, I guess Mikay from a few episodes ago, he's yeah. probably a squad leader, and he seems like he's got, you know, Erwin's respect and everything like that. I don't have a good grasp for how many squad leaders there are. I know there's a lot of groups. I don't know if they're considered, you know, captains or anything like that, but, I, like, Shijans, whoever's leading that group, like, I wonder if... It just feels like the death rate around this place is so bad that... Depending on how often they do these missions, does one person just go on one mission, come back, and then all of a sudden is promoted to a squad leader, and they've killed maybe one Titan? That's And they're true. supposed to make the calls? I mean, hell, the one with Armin, all he's doing is putting them in interception mode. <laughs> so to answer your question, no. Depending on okay. who it was, I'm probably going to make my own call. But Levi... Even though he shows it in weird ways, he cares and he knows what he's doing for sure. A few more soldiers are easily killed, much to Aaron's horror. He's freaking out. Petra is still asking Levi for orders, who luckily... No, never mind. He doesn't respond still. (laughs) Just keeps on ignoring her. Double-stuffed Oreo suggests taking the Titan down. Hey, really wish someone else had thought of that. Thanks for that, Oreo. And, uh... Our guy L. Jin, still love that name. Yep. He's a wizard. He's got a wand in his boot. Just keep on on a lookout for that. Uh, he's on board with this Oreo's move or Oreo's plan, that is, and he takes out his blade. And in a weird way, but also completely expected for Aaron, that pretty much turns him on. He smirks, thinking that the female Titan has run into hell for chasing these expert Titan killers. Yeah, and if only he knew what all she's actually done to get there, though. He got so motivated just by Elgin pulling out a blade and him saying, yeah, let's just kill this thing. Oh, yeah. All his fears just dissolved away. He got stiff. (laughs) Uh, So let's check in with Levi. Okay, he's still being silent and looking forward. Let's move (laughs) on. No, just kidding. He finally speaks up. All right, he tells them to cover their ears, and he takes out his signal flare and fires it upward, letting out an acoustic shell that just basically deafens everyone who didn't cover their ears, even though it was the first thing he told them to do in the past 15 minutes. I I love how the grand plan that he had, them waiting for so long for him to say something, he just says, cover your ears. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't have said, just wait a second, I'm going to fire an acoustic shell. Yeah. He was too focused. He had to get to a certain point. And that's the end of the episode. So, pretty quick podcast because not too much. Just kind of a yeah exciting little um, 
chase almost. Yeah, just a chase, and I mean, obviously the coolest kill in any show I've seen. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah, um, Titan of the Week is the female Titan. She genuinely makes me feel horror when I watch, like the past two episodes, I've actually felt scared. Like when she looks or just the way she... Okay, the look she gives Aaron when she's right behind him right, is just, I mean, that look and then just the way she kills people is just so brutal. Right. Yeah, and it's... I think, too, her being a female makes it even worse for some reason. Well, that might have something to do with yeah. just your uh, your rapport with with women. Well, I mean, it's 2020. Let's not bring that up. You've had some serious issues, as I know and uh, oh. Chaz knows. Chad does not do well. I mean, she does have a nice ass. Okay. So anyway, that was the end of the episode. Uh, don't have any feedback to go over, but if you do have feedback that you want to be featured at this point in the podcast, you just send it to the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Yeah. You know, smash that subscribe button, comment, give us the thumbs up on YouTube. Do we, um, we still don't have any news, huh? You haven't come across anything? Is your... No news. I mean, if you, if any of you know when season four is dropping, the exact date, if it's set in stone then let us know because i still haven't heard i know you haven't heard so yeah and usually i mean you spend five hours a day on just anime related stuff so you're Mm -hmm. you're a guy that does that yeah five hours a day and then two hours of specifically aot so it's weird how i know i haven't heard um but anyway no i guess this is the end of the episode you know i've i don't there's a part of me that feels like we need to keep talking because it's going to be the first time we were right under 30 minutes, but we also keep it real, and if that it's under 30 minutes, it's under 30 minutes. Yeah. There wasn't as much to talk about. It's our episode. podcast. If you want it to be longer, then too bad. This episode's shorter. And as you've said multiple times, as we get further in, there's going to be so much to cover that they are, they are going to get longer. Yeah, it's I'm super excited about it. Even further in this season, we'll have a lot to cover too, but I'm, I'm excited, man. All right, well, once again, thanks for listening. Send feedback to thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. I've been Ronnie. And I've been Chaz. And we will continue to stay Ronnie. And Chazzy. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.